Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, another week of Penn State football talk. Are you ready, my friend? Yeah, we're we're going to be diving back into history again, which is, uh, you know, I know for my case, uh, really good and educational to to learn about the the early start of the Joe Paterno era and what became, you know, today's Penn State football program. Focusing on the 1970s today, we did the 60s last week. That is exactly it. But first, Dustin, a week ago, I teased the announcement that we were working with collegiate athletic travel. Now it's time to make the official announcement. We are partnering with Collegiate Athletic Travel. These guys have handled sports travel, Penn State football travel for about 50 years. Speaking of the 70s, they go back that far setting up these uh, these trips for bowl games. They're doing it this year for the Auburn game in September. Keystone Sports is partnering with them. You and I are going to make that trip. It's a charter flight out of Harrisburg. We get to stay at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game. A tailgate party. And most importantly, Dusty, if anyone goes, any of our listeners want to go, they get to mingle with the PA Wrestling Writer of the Year, Dustin Hawkinsmith. <laughs> Does Listen, that not put weeks- it over the top? How many weeks in a row are we gonna do this? Or we're we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be next off season. You're gonna, still gonna make a reference to that to that award, but I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing as many listeners as we can get there to uh, you know to to interact and have a good time and spend a weekend. You know, it's it's gonna be pretty awesome. And I know the the experience is is from A to Z, and I like to call it everything but the tickets. Everything but the game tickets is all taken care of. Um, so you figure that out, and then you just have an awesome time. It, exactly. I can't wait for it. It's exciting to travel with uh, with your team. I've done it a couple times over the years. It's the best. If you want to get more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 800 They've got all the information for you. I know it's not for a little while, but you want to make your plans as soon as possible. All right, Dustin, let's get to it. Let's get to that 70s show. Uh, One of us had to do it. I figured I'd get that out of the way. And let me just ask, for, for me, those were my formative years as a Penn State football fan. 68, 69, I just barely have memories of it. But the 70s is what shaped me. As a Penn State fan, you looking back at it, it was before your time. What's just your overall perspective on that decade of Penn State football? Well, I mean, I feel like it's hard to really match that decade in terms of uh, consistent winning from start to finish. And I know you, you laid out the stats, and I'll let, them, I'll let you share them with people. But this team was a national factor. Um, almost every, every year. Now you had some some peaks and valleys to, to go with that, um, but for the most part, you know, looking at the early '70s, it was a team that was consistently in the top ten in the national polls and and pushed for higher than that 
on 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 a couple occasions, including that 1973 team that went 12 and 0. So yeah, I think this was really the emergence. You know, we talked last week about the '60s being okay. They weren't quite there on a regular basis. Paterno took over uh, in 1966, um, and they and they put it together. And then you know, 11 and 0, 11 and 0, and 68 and 69. But then they they took that success and clearly parlayed that into into you know sustained success all through the decade. Um, you know, they were seven and three in 1970. Uh, they closed that season out on a high note. Uh, and then and then carried that into 71, 72, 73, 74. I mean, this was a really good decade in the history of Penn State football. You alluded to some of those uh, dec- decade-wide statistics. Let me go over them for you. Uh, 96 and 22, which means they averaged almost 10 wins a season, had five top 10 finishes, nine times out of 10 they finished top 20, Six times two losses or fewer, which means they were winning double-digit games. And that wasn't the era of, you know, where you're playing a total of 13 games like you you do today. And six New Year's Day bowl games when there weren't any playoffs. So that was where you defined the elite status. But there was one other thing that was established in that era. And I'm not sure as Penn State fans... We saw it until afterwards, and you alluded to it a little bit when you talked about a little bit of the up and downs. That seemed to become a trait of the Joe Paterno teams. We saw when he first took over a couple years, of, they were 5-5, five 7-3, and five, seven and three, and then they had the two undefeated years. When that was done in 69, in 70 there was the three-loss team, but then that was followed by, you know, 11 and 1, 10 and 2, culminating in 12 and 0 in an undefeated season in 73. The cycle happened again. 75 and 6, they were down with three losses and five, came back with two 11 and 1 seasons. In the 78 season, they played for the national championship game against Alabama, and don't worry, we will talk about that later. And what happens after that? The 8-4 and four season in 79, which I don't want to uh, give away next week's show with the 80s, it was followed up by some really good teams. So um, it wasn't a case of reloading. Penn State teams rebuilt during that era, Dustin. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's not entirely unlike now. I mean, I, unless you're Alabama or, you know, even I think Clemson isn't, isn't the best example, but Ohio State, I mean, there's a select few programs that can continue rolling through when their roster turns over. And but for the most part, every program has is gonna cycle up and is gonna cycle down. The elite programs don't cycle down very much and they don't cycle down for very long. And I think I will put Penn State, you know, in that in that class uh, back then is that they're they're cycling down. You know, you have you have a big group of seniors come through. You have core guys leave for the NFL. I mean, it's going to be tough to replace them at a high high level every single year. But for the most part, Penn State, you know, ha- had done that. And you know, you're going to have situations where, you know, key guys leave and, you know, you're 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 left to 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 fill those voids and sometimes you just don't fill them perfectly right away, but clearly the makings were there. And I w- I would suspect, you know, and you can maybe fill me in, but uh, Penn State fans didn't lose patience immediately, right, when, when they, there was a cycle down. No, it was frustrating, 
it, you know, don't get me wrong. It, when uh, I remember the seven and five season, you know, five losses seemed unheard of. Now, you got to remember, for me at the time, I was 16 years old during that season. And remember, my first experience was Penn State in my memory. I was eight years old in 1968. So I had undefeated season, undefeated season, down at, was seven and three. That was god awful. <laughs> so, so then to experience a seven and five season, it, it was a shock to the system, Dusty. Well, yeah, and I, I was looking at over that 1970 season with that with that in mind. So 11 and 0, 11 and 0, and 68 and 69, and then. You get blown out early on the road at Colorado. That was 41-13. to You lose three out of the first five games of the year. Uh, but then you win five straight to finish it off, and I would, I would suspect that, that, you know, that brings forth some optimism about what could be coming in 1971, which was a pretty good year to follow that up, um, including 10 straight wins that season. Uh, in, in 1971, it looked like, correct me if I'm wrong, it looked like they were on their way to going possibly undefeated and and still not winning a national title that year. They were ranked number five in the country a lot, a lot of that time. They were ranked, you know, five, six, seven, eight. They didn't seem to get beyond that. Well, that was another definitive part of Penn State football during the era was being underappreciated. Now, as Penn State fans, we looked at it and said, how could we be a one-loss team or an even an undefeated team and not be higher than where we were ranked? I think the most obvious case was in 1973 with the undefeated season and uh, no chance for a national championship, none. And you actually finish fifth. Could you imagine being undefeated and finishing fifth in the rankings and actually having teams ahead of you, I looked it up, the rankings, there was one team that had a loss ahead of them, and there were two teams that had a tie that were ahead of them. I, obviously, I would think that it, the tie came against each other, but here is probably the reasoning for that. If you look at that 73 season where they were undefeated, they did not play a ranked team all year until they played Pitt in the final game. And uh, Pitt was ranked 20th, and just because as a Penn State fan, you always want to hear when you beat Pitt or kick their behinds, the game was 35-13. So that was pretty special. Um, and then they beat, let's see, LSU in, in the Orange Bowl, who was a ranked team also, but ranked 13th. So the argument could be it's kind of like analogous probably to teams today like Cincinnati, where they go undefeated and forgetting the playoffs for a second, there's no way they can be ranked number one. I believe that's the lack of respect that Eastern football had. And for those who are too young to remember, this was prior to Penn State joining the Big Ten. Right, playing as an independent team, and they played a number of independent teams um, also. But yeah, I think that was kind of the the moral of the story a lot of the times is not enough ranked opportunities to really be considered in that 
you know, upper, upper tier of college football, no matter what the result said. And I think it, it is similar to, you know, what you're going through with the, with the, you know, the, the non-power five teams, uh, you know, the group of five teams out, out there that are fighting that fight. And, you know, maybe they do have the chops to be, to beat, uh, you know, a top ranked team. You just never really found out. And even, even in the orange bowl that year, LSU was a ranked team, but they were the number 13 team in the country for a team that was, you know, 11 and 0 and ranked number six, uh, didn't really get that opportunity to show exactly where they stood. I think they performed well in those ranked games, you know, 35-13 over Pitt, 16-9 over LSU, but you're still left wondering, could they have beaten, you know, the cream of the crop that year? I I think everybody who followed that team would have said yes, they just never got the shot. And just a real quick note on that, Dustin, Penn State team was built around their defense during that era, which means they probably weren't blowing out teams the way some of the others were. A more recent memory for people who remember the fastball Penn State Miami, where Miami was heavily favored because they were the much better team on offense. Penn State the better team on defense, which doesn't get the same respect. All right, that's it for quarter number one. We got a lot more about the 70s coming up in quarter number two. There's nothing better than following your favorite team on the road. Thanks to Collegiate Athletic Travel, you can get your chance this fall as the Nittany Lions fly south to face the Auburn Tigers. Take a non-stop charter flight from Harrisburg. Accommodation included. Not two hours away in Atlanta, but at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is also included, as well as a tailgate party at the stadium. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. This is Jim from Keystone. Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. <laughs> 